Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are your co-hosts, Lady J and T. How are you, T? Great. And how are you? I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm battling a little bit of a throat drama right now. Oh, no. I know, which does not bode well for this hour and a half podcast we're about to do. Hour and a half. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Why? What's happening? I know. It's like not even that big a deal of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? The shupa and the... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just talking about all the shit that oh, they would say. man. <laughs> How are you doing? Did you get that? Yeah. Did you get it? Yeah. All right, cool. Good, I got it. Or what about you? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. I'm excited to get into this. Really? So am I. You know bit. why? So it could yeah. be over. Well, Until okay. Well, you know what I mean. I know. I know. We're in the home stretch. There's two episodes left in the season. And then we have a really fun recap to do. So. Do we? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of eps, I think. All right. So let's get into it. Okay. What happens? Okay. So this is episode 621 mm -hmm. titled Holy War Part One. Um, the Amazon Prime spoilie is Eric and Rabbi Glass cancel Matt and Sarah's wedding in protest of their union. <laughs> really, guys? I know. Really <laughs> like why? Um, that being said, though, so a very, very kind and generous listener has emailed us all of the um, like little synopsis synopses or whatever mm -hmm. from the DVDs okay. of the show. And so... And we have them all going forward. So I think starting today, oh, wow. we'll be doing the Amazon Prime spoilies and then also the DVD synopses. Okay. So for this episode, Holy War Part 1, the DVD synopsis is when Matt tells his father he wants to convert to Judaism, Eric and Sarah's rabbi father call off the wedding. Ben thinks Mary wants a commitment, so he proposes. <laughs> that... <laughs> that's bad well it's i mean it's a it's a synopsis Shh. so they're so it's describing the episode i know but like <laughs> no i like it though i'm here for it i'm excited about this so this episode aired on may 13 2002 mm -hmm. yeah and i thought it would be fun to listen or you know to play um the trailer that the WB aired Ooh, okay. for this episode back in May of 2002. On the WB Monday night, an all-new Seventh Heaven. The wedding is drawing near, and anything that may go wrong... I will not attend Matt's wedding. Probably will. If anyone's going to be Matt's best man, it's going to be me. Do you want to do it? Dad's not going to Matt's wedding? Blah, blah, blah. The wedding's officially canceled. Fine. Well, they can't cancel our wedding. They did. Oh, and then there's this. Will you marry me? An all-new Seventh Heaven on the WB Monday night. <laughs> it's 
bonkers, dude. The music that's playing it, playing throughout it, it makes you feel like, like what is like what is this show? <laughs> like it's so insane. I'm so glad I wasn't obsessed with the show when I was younger. <laughs> so glad. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered because if you watched anything on on the WB, you would have seen that commercial for sure. You know? Yeah. I yeah. Especially like on a Friday night or something or like on like a Monday, like, you know, before it started or something like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, that trailer gives away pretty much exactly what the spoilie and And the the synopsis of the DVD gives away to like all of it. (laughs) My favorite is Lucy. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. blah. (laughs) Um, okay, so let's get into it. <laughs> oh, let's. Let's. Um, so we start with, um, I think it's just Rabbi Glass, Eric, Matt, and Sarah, yeah. right? Like in, in his study, I in think. His study in his study or whatever. Rab- and, yeah. Yeah, Rabbi's in, class. In, yeah, in Richard's study. And um, they're talking about, you know, like, so this, this wedding is happening, it's coming up, whatever, whatever. And... Um, Richard is like, he's, he's, he's doing a lot of like, I don't know, like hedging, you know, kind of sort of thing. He's like, he's like, so this wedding is happening. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we didn't think we'd get here, but here we are, (laughs) you know, whatever. And then this is my favorite part of that. (sighs) The wedding ceremony that will forever bond you to my, my lovely and, uh, only daughter until death death any second thoughts dad i thought you were okay with matt and me in the wedding who's not okay i just asked the question i can't ask the question dad so it looks like you two are gonna uh go through with this all righty then moving on <laughs> What I love so much about Richard is like the extreme pauses he takes between words he says. Like, it's so intense and great and so funny. Death. 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 (laughs) And then she's all, I thought you were okay. He's like, what? I can't ask a question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's oh my god he i'm gonna miss him not being on the show <laughs> like, i know he's such a like breath of fresh air is is it um is the like this episode and the next episode like that's it we're never gonna see the the glasses other than most likely sarah and matt i actually don't know i i hmm. i'm i just think i assume that because like yeah. what cause would they have to like keep bringing the glasses back you know especially yeah. given that we know that matt's not gonna be on the show for a couple seasons so like there's really no stories to mine there. It's going to get so boring. I know. I don't even, I can't even imagine the show without Matt and his like, his just, his his essence being a part of the show. Like, it's really sad. I don't want to think about it just now. <laughs> we have two whole more episodes to go with him. So I really just can't deal with it. <laughs> um, so then... He starts going through kind of what the ceremony is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll do this, I'll do that. Like, I'll, I'll do the opening remarks, I'll do the rabbi's remarks because I'm the rabbi. <laughs> like, you know, um, and then we do the blessing and the whatever and all these things, whatever. 
And then, and Eric is like, you know, I just want to say like, I'm, you know, thankful that you have asked me to be part of this ceremony because <laughs> uh, even though I'm not part of your faith, like, like I, you know, whatever, I appreciate it. Like, cause it's important to me. It's my son, whatever. And so, but then Richard's all like, I'm going to do this. I'll do this. And then I'll close it out and then we'll do the thing. And then that'll be that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Eric's like, I'm sorry. I thought this was going to be an interfaith ceremony. Oh, it is. But you just described, a, you know, a typical Jewish wedding ceremony. So what makes it interfaith? My daughter isn't marrying a Jew. It doesn't get more interfaith than that. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? You, you hold the candle. The candle that, that Matt and Sarah light during the ceremony. And it's beautiful, the candle. It, it's sacred. It's handmade. I, I don't say anything. You hold the candle. I, I don't do anything. You hold the candle. It's a beautiful candle. It's handmade. <laughs> oh my god, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I want to see this candle. <laughs> like I wish we would have seen the candle. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, in the end, well, okay, we won't <laughs> talk about it. We won't talk about that, but yeah, but fucking I really wish we had seen this candle. Yeah. <laughs> this beautiful homemade candle. <laughs> I would love to see him holding it too. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Just like sitting there like a bump on a log holding the candle. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> fucking Eric. <laughs> Such a dork. So then <laughs> so then cut to the moms, right? So Sarah's mom um, is in the reception hall yeah, and she's like directing everything like the the flowers are wrong and she's yeah. being a little like bitchy about it but like in a cool way or whatever and then I thought you know whatever and then Annie walks in Mm-hmm. And Annie's like, oh my God, this is so beautiful, whatever. And Roni- R- Rosina's like, yeah, you know, it's coming along. I'm like stressing out. I have I have two days or something, you know, yeah. whatever. And um, and then Annie's like, oh, and then Rosina tries to make it like you, you have the rehearsal dinner, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and, and Annie's like, please, we're just going to do a potluck in the backyard. Like, this is a lot of work. Can I help? And she's like, no, no, it's tradition. The, the bride's side does all this stuff, whatever. And then they start talking about this rehearsal dinner. Yeah. And um, and Annie thought, well, so they knew that, so the rehearsal dinner is like the extended family comes together for the first time, blah, blah, blah. And Rosina's like, yeah, yeah, Richard's parents can't come in because they're not flying in until the day of the wedding or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, my family's going to be there and we're so excited to meet your your parents and all that stuff and Eric's parents or whatever. And then she goes, you know, is, I mean, it's just a hundred people, but like, I mean, are, you know, are you sure you're good for it or whatever? Yeah. And then he's like a hundred people. Like yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> like She goes, yeah, yeah, it's just the aunts and the nieces. Like, just, you know, like, I mean, we, we limited it to just a hundred people. Dude. <laughs> oh, and Annie's face just like falls. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 100 people. <laughs> and, then, and then poor thing, she's like, I was expecting two. 100's great. <laughs> like, whatever. Crazy. Son of a bitch. So, 
And then she like runs home. And I love this scene between her and Eric when she's like freaking out, Mm -hmm. you know, and like Eric is just like, I guess I'm not going to do anything but hold the candle. And she's like, you're worried about that. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to feed 100 people kosher food, which I hadn't even planned on making. Like, whatever. So then she's like, fuck all that noise. I'm going to I'm going to rent out the pool hall. I'm going to get a DJ. I'm going to get a caterer. She like goes all fucking out on this rehearsal dinner. Yeah, dude. And last minute. That's insane. So insane but she's like I'm just gonna roll up my sleeves and make this happen because there's no other option I mean which she can't have 100 people in her backyard so like what's she gonna do Uh, I have so many thoughts about this entire episode like what well between Rosina and Annie and what Simon ends up telling Robbie like they start talking about a list of things to do oh yeah so but when it comes to Rosina and and, um, Annie if you're inviting a hundred people from your family, wouldn't you have this conversation a while back? (sighs) You get what I'm saying? Like a a few of these things, I don't, it's just like, oh, shut the fuck up. This doesn't happen in real life. Well, it doesn't, doesn't, right? Because, okay, because we we have to remember that this is an extremely accelerated timeline. Like they put, they, they got engaged, quote unquote, like three months ago or whatever. And like, and like now they're going to get married. So, there hasn't been a lot of time to like plan anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was all the drama like just a couple of weeks ago about like, you know, they, I mean, they just met for the first time a couple of weeks ago, the, like the parents, you know? It's true. So I can see how Annie, and I feel like too, like they talked about, like they talked about it enough that they knew that she would do the rehearsal and that Rosina would do the reception. Mm-hmm. And and that the rehearsal would be like, you know, the the immediate family is what they called it, right? Yeah. So I feel like Annie just assumed incorrectly that immediate family is like her parents, his parents, and that's it. You know, like not that immediate family includes aunts, uncles, nieces, and nephews. I know, I know. But it's just like, <laughs> dude, come on. Well, and but then it's cultural too, right? Like, like oh, no, I like, get that whole cultural thing and a hundred people in the family. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that shit's real. Like it's normal yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that shit's yeah. real. No, but like. You just drop it on her yeah. that day? Like, get the fuck out of here. I know, it's crazy. Like, like where was the guest list or whatever all this time? Seriously. I know, it is It is pretty crazy. And the shit that even Simon asks Robbie. Oh, I am I have so many thoughts about the whole best man thing of oh, it all. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's insane to me. So let's talk about it. So, so Simon is convinced that he's going to be Matt's best man. Yeah. And because and so he and Robbie are talking about it. Like he's like, like I'm the brother. Like it's my it's my role. Like of course I'm going to be the best man. Yeah. Like it's like the passing of the baton of like the big brother of the house. Blah blah blah. Like like it's like a given, right? But then he hasn't actually asked him yet. Yeah. So Matt. So Simon's like, well, yeah, he has to hurry the fuck up, <laughs> like, you know. But he's already got a speech prepared, and he's already got all these like things on his to do list, yeah. ready to go as the best man. And then, and then they come downstairs to Matt, and they're like, "So, who's your best man gonna be?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, John's out of town, so uh, Robbie, do you want to do it?" <laughs> like, so fucking blasé about it. Yeah. And Robbie's like, "Okay, <laughs> whatever." Which in that moment, Robbie should have been like, "Oh, what about Simon?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially given the conversation they just had, mm-hmm. like he should have just said that. Even even if Matt then was like, no, no, I want you. Yeah. Like Robbie should have done the thing of like, well, what about Simon? Simon? You know, I'm just pissed that it was going to be 
like the choices between Simon and Robbie. It well, should have been. else could it have been? I swear to you, I wanted the best man, and I know that can't happen. I wanted it to be Ruthie. <laughs> oh, she kept oh his God, fucking that secret. Been so good. She kept his secret, or like her, or her, uh, that, or her maid of honor. <laughs> Something. Do you get what I'm saying? Like this is the girl that's been with you guys from the beginning. That's very true. And and you know, and they have a special bond. Exactly. Dude, I, I had not thought about that, but now that you said that, that's all I want to happen i just I, yeah i don't know i think like i got excited i'm like will it be ruthie and then it doesn't i was like uh, oh i know like what i don't think simon deserves it uh, well yeah i mean i don't know i i don't think robbie does either but i wanted uh, john to be back i know i was like really hoping that john would just come back for this wedding somehow seriously that would have been so clutch uh with priscilla yeah, sure. whatever. Throw, throw like, her sure. a bone. <laughs> okay. Um, but then, because then, too, we we might have seen, like, Morgan and Patty, too, thrown in the mix, know, you know? We haven't seen them in a while. So, yeah, so Matt has Robbie be the best man, and then Simon's like, oh, well, that's fucked up. Okay, like, I guess you'll just have to write the speech and make sure that they have the rings and make sure that they have their honeymoon all planned out and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, what like <laughs> who gets no one plans this out last minute two days or a day before the fucking wedding well and he's not even saying plan it out but he simon's making it sound like all this shit's already planned but it's your job as the best man to like confirm everything and it's like no he's not the wedding planner exactly. like, he's just a dude yes he's gonna have to give a speech but like why is it his responsibility to confirm the honeymoon reservations i don't know i don't know like and that makes no sense and then like the whole like car service like who's yeah, gonna get yeah. picked up i'm like I'm sorry. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. This and, doesn't happen last and, minute. Well, and also, Glen Oak is like, what, a five-block town? Oh, yeah, like, we forget about really, this. Like, you could fucking walk from the church to the reception, or the, from the synagogue to the reception, probably. Like, yeah, they need to do an episode like that. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, it's like five blocks away. We've never passed by that. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that there is a Glen Oak airport. Like, that it's oh. a big enough city to have its own airport. That's true. That oh. apparently has flights that come in from all over the country, like oh, yeah. from Buffalo and Phoenix and shit. Like, yeah, what did she say? Tampa? I don't know. She threw out a bunch of like cities. and like nonstop flights, mind you. Yeah, like, <laughs> so insane. Um, so yeah, that's all going down. With Simon and Robbie. Meanwhile, Mary and Ben. So. So Mary's like in her little flight attendant like uniform or whatever. And she's like getting ready to leave the house. And then Ben comes knocking and (laughs) thank you. And, and then creak like as the door opens. Right. And then, (laughs) and then he's like, he's like, what's up? What's up? Whatever. And she's like, I'm busy. I have to, I'm going to be late to work. And he's like, why, why haven't you talked to me or whatever? Like all of a sudden they're on the outs. Like we had no inkling of this, but like, we're now meant to believe that like, like there's trouble in paradise or whatever. So she's like, and he's like, can you just talk to me? Like what's going on? She's like, I need you to leave. I'm going to be late for work. Like she like refuses to engage with him whatsoever. And he's like, well, at some point you're going to have to fucking like talk to me. Like what the Mm -hmm. hell? And she's like, okay, at some point we will. (laughs) Then like that. Yeah, you leave him with such hope. Like, and I and I got really fucking pissed off at this again. And I don't know if I have. I want to blame Mary, but then I also want to blame the writers. (laughs) Like, it's like, why does she do this? Why does she always like um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like fuck up a good thing when she's got it. You know what I mean? It's like, like why can't she just be in a functioning, healthy relationship with someone for once? Like you're a fucking grown ass woman. Sabotage. That was the word I'm looking for. Like, like why can't she just like be in a relationship with this guy? Like, I don't get it, you know? And then she explains it or whatever, but it's like, okay, I don't actually care. (laughs) Like, like, or what I mean is like, I don't actually buy it. So then Okay, so then meanwhile, Kevin and Lucy are talking. Oh, God. And she's like, I don't understand why you can't come out here. And he's like, well, like, my life is in Buffalo, like, my family, whatever. And she's like, well, my life's out here. And he's like, I would at least, like, appreciate if you would consider moving to Buffalo. Like, like why are we even having this conversation if you won't even consider being the one to compromise or whatever? Yeah. And she's like, well, I've already used my one, you know, move across the country for the man I love, Chip. So, like, the ball's in your court, dude. And I'm like, oh, that's his fault that you were an idiot with Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. Like, how, why is that his burden to bear, you know? And then mind you, and he and he rightfully is like, I have a job out here. I have my family out here. Like you could easily pick up and leave. Like, what are you leaving besides your family? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like you don't really have any like commitments here. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Glen Oak. So she's like, well, I got to go because I have to go pick up my grandparents from the airport, you know, for Matt's wedding that I invited you to that you said you can't come to. And he's all. I was just out there. I can't come out every fucking weekend. Yeah. So they're like on the verge of like having a shouting match. And he's like, we should just hang up before we both say shit we were going to regret. And so they hang up and like on bad terms or whatever. I know. I hate it when people end a conversation like that without even saying a proper goodbye. It's like well, dude, you, you're allowed to argue, but like, come on. just Yeah, but there's but there's a constructive way to argue that isn't. 5000 miles away from each other on the phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're both like upset. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they what they really should have done is, like, she should have not brought up the wedding, first of all, because that's not even what this call was about. Like, exactly. he had already told you he's not going to come to this wedding, so, like, let it go. And then also just, like, now is not the time to be having this argument. Yeah. Because it's not even important because you guys only started fucking dating like a week ago. You know what I mean? That's like true. relax. Like, like in the time you started dating, he's already flown out to, to Glen Oak once for you. Like, mm-hmm. like relax right now. You know what I mean? Like what's the rush? What's the pressure about, you know? Cause Matt's getting married. Whatever. It's not real. What I just said. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so then Ben calls Lucy. Yeah. Or does Lucy call? No, Ben no, calls ben Lucy. Calls, yeah. Ben calls Lucy and is like, what the fuck's up with your sister, dude? <laughs> She's nuts. Which don't even get me started on the fact that he and Kevin refer to these girls as nuts on yep. more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, they're crazy because why? Because they're into you guys and they're not good communicators. Call them that. Don't yeah. call them nuts. Like, like I hate that, and they and they just keep saying it. We we chose to love these kooky girls. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, no one asked you to like label them that way. Mm. Anyway, um. So then Ben calls Lucy and is like, "What's up with your sister? Worst person to get advice from." Yo, well, yeah, because Lucy immediately makes it about herself. Seriously, <laughs> and then Ben's like. Oh, well, maybe Mary's like you. Maybe she wants a commitment. No. Uh, I mean, she wants a commitment, but not like but Lucy. not like that also. And she doesn't really want a commitment, really. Yeah. She, I don't know what she wants, but it's not that she wants a fucking ring on her finger right now, you know? No, no. And then, so he's like, oh, great idea. So he, like, 
fucking gets to the airport while uh, she's about to get on her flight, like gets to the airport, goes down on one knee and presents her with his class ring, yeah, which is some gaudy fucking gold ring with like this red stone in it. Like it's <laughs> so gross and so gaudy. And he's all, will you marry me? And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. And then gets on the plane and leaves. <laughs> And he's left there with his like his like ring in his hands, <laughs> and everyone is like smiling and excited. And then they see she turn him down, and they all walk away. Bail. And he's just like you know tail between his legs, like whatever. And then, oh, and then fucking we get the tall ridges back. Oh yeah, dude. Like randomly, how are they on a fl- plane in Buffalo right now? Like, did their son move? <laughs> like, it's so insane that like, oh, coincidence upon coincidence, the same old couple who we met a couple episodes ago, like happens to be in Buffalo flying back to Glen Oak and yeah. on the same plane that Mary's on or whatever. And she's like giving out like nuts or whatever, you know, as she does. And and then her co-flight attendant's like, I just want to know why you said no to Ben. Yeah. And she's like, and then and then Mary's like not like engaging with her or whatever. And then Mrs. Talridge is like, No, I want to know why you said no. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you want apple juice or orange juice? I wanna know why you said no. Was it his parents? Look, I don't know why I said no, okay? I, I don't. Were you scared? Stay out of it. I'm not scared. Maybe I am. Maybe I finally got my life together, and the last thing I need is a guy that I love so much that I'd be willing to give anything up to be with him. Or maybe I don't want to give anything up. Maybe I want to keep everything I have. Ben never asked you to give up anything. See, but first they ask you to get married or get more serious with them. And then they ask you to give up things. And then you're so in love with them, you just do it. I already did that. I don't want to do it anymore. Are you saying you're going to break up with him? I don't know. You know, that's true. Sometimes when you love a man, you have to give up something to keep him. What did you ever give up for me? You said I was talking about you. <laughs> I love those two. I, I could watch those two forever. Yeah. They're super so cute. I was talking about you. So let's talk about this a little bit. I want to unpack this. So Mary started pulling back from Ben before he ever proposed to her. Yeah. Is that because she could see the writing on the wall of like, oh, we're getting more and more, more serious. He's eventually going to make a commitment to me and I'm going to have to give up something. And she was wary about that? Apparently. Okay. And then now that he's done that, now that he's proposed, now she's even more like, oh no, pull back, pull back. Mm-hmm. Because it's exactly what she predicted was going to happen. That or it's because she doesn't want to feel like Wilson all over again. Where everything was on his, kind of on his terms. Was it though? Because she's the one that like pursued him. Uh, I know. Although I maybe maybe that's not true because he came to Glen Oak and was like, pick pick me or Robbie or no, whatever. No, but I mean, if you think about it, everything is going to revolve more around Wilson and Billy because of Billy. Sure. Okay. So in, in that way. So she's giving up her own like 
independence or like her own personhood in that relationship yeah because she has to think about that like naturally she's gonna think about billy first yeah even though some people would say that's wrong and or that's right it doesn't matter i like that argument whatever i don't care for but that's where her thinking i think is coming from okay and that's why she and i'm like you know like bad patterns i guess whatever or like you know um fight or flight like when it comes to him, like she's just willing to cut it and run. When it comes to Ben, you mean? Yeah, I, I think so because she thinks the exact same thing is going to happen. Like, like she said, we were we have shitty jobs, like not shitty jobs, shitty hours. Mm-hmm. It demands a lot of your time. You're not going to see each other. You're going to complain about not seeing each other, mm-hmm. and then someone, and then is one gonna, of us is going to give, and it's probably going to be me. And she's naturally assuming it would be her. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, okay. So then, what do you think about Mrs. Talridge's assertion that, you know, sometimes when you really love someone, like you have to give something up to be with them? Or I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Because I don't either. I don't know how I feel about it because I, I mean, I don't think I've ever done that, and I don't know if people do. Like, I don't know if that's true. Like, I can't speak from experience. I know. And it's hard. I mean, okay. I can't really speak from experience either, except in the sense that like, I think that what she could be talking about is not necessarily like a real, like, like a tangible, like, like giving up your job or whatever. Right. But like, there is, you know, you are deciding to share your life with someone. Mm hmm. And there's naturally a piece of you that kind of sort of has to be given over to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it might be even as small as like, like in my experience or whatever, it's like, it's like little moments of independence that you might not even think of in that way. But when you're only thinking, when you're only living for yourself, like, like any decision is just your own decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas then when you're sharing your life with someone, like, you know, you kind of have to like factor that person in or at the very least, like loop them into your decision making process, you know? I know. And even that might be, might come off or feel like giving up something, you know, because you're I giving guess. up your, your autonomous decision making ability or whatever, you know? I mean, I guess I, 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 I understand what you're saying. I, I hear that. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. I can't help but think I'm like, but are you like, are you really giving, like, but well, I get and it that. might not feel like it. And if yeah. it doesn't, then that's great. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. then, cause I feel like maybe that's the best example of a relationship is like when it doesn't feel like that, when it's yeah. not like you have to force it or whatever, when it sort of comes naturally because the two people are, are complementary to each other. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and one's, one's life path fits with the other's life path. And yeah, and you are on the same page. So it's not like like pulling teeth every time a decision has to be made or, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, but there is a little bit of that, I would imagine, you know. I don't know. Yeah. It is interesting. I I think I think that you're right that Mary is a little bit gun shy and is a little like, you know, twice bitten or mm-hmm. whatever. And like and she's just really trying to be cautious and protect her heart. But what but the problem there is like they had already agreed to like take it medium or whatever they said, you know, like not not slow, but medium. And so like for her to then pull back the reins and go, no, no, let's slow it down. Mm -hmm. And for him to then go, oh, I'm going to accelerate this. Like they're not really on the same page. You know what I mean? Or at the very least, like they're not even communicating about their relationship. 
And like, that's a fatal flaw for the both of them. You know, like it'll, it'll break them both apart mutually yeah. if they don't start coming to the table and like talking. And just cause he's like, you're gonna have to talk to me eventually doesn't mean that he's coming to the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause he could just say what he's thinking instead of going, can you talk to me? Just you talk then take your, take yeah. your 10 seconds and talk, you know? And then, and then if she reciprocates, great. Or she takes a minute, goes, flies home and then talks or whatever, you know? Mm. I don't know. See, that's a woman speaking on how people need to communicate. <laughs> and I don't think guys will ever do that. Well, like, like to that degree. Do well, you know what I'm saying? I to mean, describe this. Whatever. I'm not I'm not here to like talk about the differences between men and women or whatever. But like, but from a writing perspective, it's yeah. like there's a writer's room full of people and, and they could have represented these two people in this relationship a lot better than they have. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Because they don't because neither of them comes comes off like they're understanding what's going on in this relationship no. and they both look stupid for it you know good job brenda Hampton. yeah good job good job bh <laughs> <laughs> big old kudos to you <laughs> i like that bh All right. yeah because it sounds like i'm saying biatch yeah i know but i'm not <laughs> but i'm not but i'm not though but I'm so, <laughs> so um and then finally act one ends with matt um showing up at Richard's house again or in his study or whatever. And um or actually I guess Richard calls him in, right? Calls yeah. Matt in. And Matt's like, listen, if this is about the candle, my dad's fine. He'll do whatever he's gotta do. And he's like, no, no, it's not that at all. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about converting and um why not just do it right before the wedding? Yeah. <laughs> like, because then and then Matt's like, well I didn't think it could be that soon or that quick or whatever. And and then Richard goes into this whole spiel about how like if you know unorthodox whatever there's a lot more to it, but because we're reformed, like all you really have to do is just like stand up and like make a commitment to God or whatever. Yeah, and you can do that right before the wedding. <laughs> and Matt's like, and then it's like zoom in, fade out, you know, like yeah. that classic thing that they do between acts, <laughs> and like, and it's like Matt's just face of just like like the realization that like oh shit this is happening, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then cut to like he he runs into Eric in the house and like brings it up. I thought you weren't going to address this issue until later. You know, maybe when you and Sarah had children or after I was dead. Well, I have my reasons and I'm ready to do this. You can't seriously think that in less than four months you've studied and researched Judaism, a religion that's thousands of years old, well enough to convert... I've been going to Temple with Sarah and her family every Saturday since Sarah and I got engaged, and I've been attending conversion classes. And oh, well, I, oh, I didn't know that you'd been to Temple like 15 times and taken some classes. Well, why didn't you say so? Of course you're ready to convert. Yeah. Matt, I mean, Eric is not happy <laughs> at, at all. all. <laughs> Which... I mean, one might argue he'll never be happy about it. Yeah. You know, I don't think I don't think there's a world in which Eric makes peace with this. Mm -hmm. There might be a world in which he sort of just like acknowledges it and like lets it go or whatever. But I don't think he's I don't think he's ever going to get over it, you know. And I don't mean I don't know. I think Matt is definitely feeling pressure and I think he's trying to convince himself that he's ready and that this is his own choosing yeah. and whatever. Because, I mean, he just got cornered by his 
fiance's or his wife's dad you know like yeah. like and richard did corner him and richard knew what the fuck he was doing oh yeah 100 you know it's like oh well don't you feel like you're ready and blah blah, blah and i mean and you were gonna do this anyway you know so you might as well blah blah, blah. and it's like okay how, how do i say no to you right now yeah. you know like because if i say no now then it's like am i ever gonna say yes and blah 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 all that shit you can tell he's just trying to avoid it so that way they can get married and move away well yeah and like and like i think also too matt understands that well, actually, I don't know. I don't know what Matt's deal is because does he really think he's going to convert like, but like not in his heart or whatever? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They don't even go into that. They don't. They, they never don't really touch it. deal on it because it's more about like Eric dealing with the fact that he's converting more than like Matt because Matt's just like, I'm ready. I'm doing this. I've always wanted. I I, I knew I was going to do it. Let's just do it and get it yeah. over with, whatever. And I really wonder like, in Matt's heart of hearts, like what he is thinking, because, you know, as Eric says, it's like 15 weeks of going to temple, like doesn't put Judaism in your heart. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. Um, but Eric's like pissed about it. And he's like, he's like, I'll talk to Richard right now. He, and he'll agree with me that this is not the catalyst with which to convert someone or whatever. Like yeah. this is wrong. Like just cause you're getting married, whatever, whatever. And Matt's like, stay out of it, please. Like just leave it. Like this is my decision. It's my life. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And Eric's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. But he's like, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. So, um, let's talk a little bit about, um, what's going on with, Oh, okay. So, <laughs> So Lucy goes to the airport. Mm, my favorite. Fuck. This scene so pissed me off. I couldn't I couldn't even like like I couldn't even wrap my head around it enough to come at it from a place of like, well, I see where this is going. Cuz I literally don't see where this is going at all. <laughs> Like, it's so fucking pointless. So she's at the airport, and she's been waiting or whatever. She goes up and talks to someone at the counter. Like, when is the flight from Phoenix expected? And some dude, pot, like, chimes in from behind her. Like, oh, in two hours, it's been delayed. And uh, and she turns, and she and she has one of those, like, like, oh. like, like, like the world stops moments because he's so attractive or whatever. And she's like oh okay and he's like you can wait with me if you want like i'm waiting for the same flight and then she's like okay and then he says the stupidest fucking line he says if you're waiting for a husband boyfriend or what is fiance Fiance or something something. i'm gonna be really upset and i'm like what are you gonna kill her like what are you even saying right now i'm gonna be really upset like what <laughs> like you you don't even know this girl's name like, i know who are you what are you saying uh and then she's like no i'm not waiting for a husband fiance or boyfriend i'm waiting for my grandparents and then he's like i'm doug i'm lucy whatever doug what kind of fucking name is doug <laughs> i know <laughs> and then shout what, out to all the dougs listening <laughs> we love you of course when i hear doug all i remember is the show oh right the cartoon. i'm like where's Peter? this guy looks nothing like cartoon I, I know he looks like a fucking ken doll is what he looks he like. does he looks like a ken doll with floppy hair yeah like he's even like, got that fake tan going on like it's so jarring yeah it's like a weird version of like it's like a really really hot version of eric matthews 
Uh, I would think world. Eric Matthews hotter. He's super fucking cute, Eric Matthews. But like this no. guy is not cute. No, he's not this cute. Guy, it's this just, guy's not it's cute or look. hot. Yeah, it's that like, look. Yeah, whatever. Like sort of like oversized button-down long yep. sleeve shirt. Like the hair is like floppy. Whatever. Eric Blonde. Matthews had great hair. So did Sean. Eric fucking Matthews is a godsend. Don't even tell me twice. I am so all about Eric Matthews. He's so cute. Sean too, though. Sean was Shawnee. also my guy. Shawnee. And then, of course, Jack, when we met him. Let's not talk about Boy Meets World right now, because I, I will it. go down an hour and a half tangent. Oh, yeah, same here. <laughs> Love that show. Um, so, okay, so then she meets this Doug person, and then he... It's like line after line with this guy. Oh, it's fucking terrible. And then she's like... And then at some at some point, she lets it slip that she has a boyfriend. Not lets it slip, but like he says something, and she's like, well, I have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, because he keeps saying shit. And he's like, that's a point for me. That's a point for me. Yeah. Like, whatever. Because, like, I live in Glendale. That's a point. He doesn't. Whatever. And, like, all this shit. And he's like, and she's like, well, I, went, I mean, whatever. Like, I'm going to this wedding. And he goes, well, I'll go to this wedding for, with you. And she's like, okay. And so, fucking, she has a date to this wedding that's not her boyfriend. Like, what? Like, with this random stranger. For all you know, he's a serial killer, dude. I know. I like, know. Like, what the fuck? Like, I know we, we've said that she's fickle. No, she's desperate AF. No, no, like, you know, no, before you would say, like, she was fickle, right? Sure, yeah. But never have I seen her this, like, careless of someone else's emotions. Terrible. But she's, but she's not careless. She's doing this to hurt Kevin. She, because, because in her mind, she's not gonna get with Kevin because he's never gonna move out here. And so she's like, she's like, well, then I'm gonna go to this wedding with some random hot guy that I just met because like, fuck him. I don't know. It's just, it's annoying. Yeah, no, it's, it's ugly. Just, it's an ugly, yeah, it's exactly. Fucking it's fucking ugly and gross. And it's unnecessary. <laughs> like, it's so unnecessary. I don't know why they keep doing this to her. I don't know. But then, but then the same can be true of all the other shit that happens at the end of this act that all of a sudden Julie calls Annie and's like, I'm having the baby. I can't make it to the rehearsal. Aww. <laughs> and then, and then Ginger calls Annie and is like, well, we've lost your grandfather and we're probably not going to make our flight. So we're not going to be at the rehearsal. And it's the way she delivers it. I lost your father. <laughs> I'm like, it's not a shopping bag. Like, <laughs> seriously, though. And then it's not a puppy. It's a person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then let's talk a little bit about Ruthie, because I feel like we haven't really unpacked this too much. So sure. she spends the entire first or the entire episode, really, basically like kicking Robbie out of her room. Yeah. Because like Matt's packing up because he's going to leave. And she's like, I'm taking my room back. I want things to go back to normal, to the way they were. And getting you out of my room is like is like the first step in doing that or whatever. And she's like, well, you could just move into the garage apartment. Or here's the classified section of the newspaper if you want to look for places to rent. And it yeah. so comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's like... What the fuck? Like what? Like what? What? What switch just got flipped in Ruthie's brain yeah. that she's acting like this? Exactly. And she full on like moves him out and into the garage. Yeah, she moves and his moves shit. herself in like unreal, dude. And she never really explains it either. Like it just kind of happens. And Robbie's like, 
okay yeah she's <laughs> like, not having a conversation she's definitely like just pushing yeah because he keeps going like can you what, what's going on and she's like nothing and like you know just like shuts she, like she like shuts him out of the door like you know like whatever like shut like shuts the door in his face and stuff yeah like won't engage but is like hell-bent on like getting robbie out of her room and like out of the house or whatever which is weird and yeah. again because it's unexplained and has no context you're just like Okay, Ruthie's being fucking weird Ruthie again. Like, I don't fucking know. Ruthie, you said when you turn 16, you're going to keep him. <laughs> well, she's not 16 yet. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so. Or, wait, did she say when I get him, I'm going to keep him? I think that's what she said. Yeah. I think when I get true. him. I'm I think that's so right. <laughs> so then, because Eric can't keep well enough, leave well enough alone, he goes over to Richard and starts telling him like you know you know this is wrong to make him convert in this way blah 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 mm-hmm. conversion is supposed to be a matter of personal conviction you don't do it to please someone and it shouldn't be the result of undue pressures from another person or persons pressure <clears throat> pressure with all due respect we would not be in this situation if your son did not pressure my daughter into an engagement before she had any time to figure out the impact that this would have on her life, my family's life. Oh, if I remember correctly, it was your daughter who asked my son out for coffee. So if anybody's pressuring anybody, she pressured him. Yeah, but she's not the type to just run off and get engaged, okay? That, that was all Matt. I don't think so. Your daughter is as much to blame for this engagement as Matt. No, I I think not, my friend. (sighs) This wedding should not go forward. Oh, mazel tov, we finally agree on something. Fine. Fine. The wedding's officially canceled. I agree. Thank God. The next time I talk to him, I will. (laughs) These two, I mean, they're being fucking babies. Oh, yeah. They're both being babies. And like... I just, I don't know. I I wish the wives were in the room just to watch them. Oh, they, yeah. But then, but then it would have pissed me off more if they were in the room and they didn't immediately step in and go, "No, shut the fuck up, you yeah. idiots," you know. Like, and then, and then, poor fucking Sarah, who's like at a fitting across the street or whatever, yeah. gets the news from her mom and runs and finds Matt and is like, "The wedding's canceled," and Matt's like well they can't just cancel the wedding and she's like well they just did <laughs> like yeah. what the fuck and he's like well first of all we love each other we're all we're already married so like whatever <laughs> you know yeah. like even if we don't end up having this big celebration tomorrow like we know we're gonna leave and we know what our relationship is and blah blah blah, blah. and so like he makes her feel better about it but the fact remains this wedding is canceled for all intents yeah. and purposes and then as a protest matt and sarah decide that they're not going to attend the rehearsal. Yeah. And Richard and Rosina also decide that they're not going to attend the horse rehearsal and neither is her 100 people. Jesus. So we cut to this gigantic pool hall with the DJ and catering that Annie I has know. done. And the only two people there are Doc and yeah. Jane Lynch. <laughs> and dancing the night away. They are cutting up a rug, dude. And then fucking Doc starts talking and I'm just like, Doc, shut the fuck up. Like, no one needs to hear you right now. Imagine him and Richard giving a lecture. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
like the amount of pauses between <laughs> words would drive me crazy. Like he just starts talking about like his life on tour Ooh, with, with Deep Purple, Deep Purple, and like you know he's the one to blame because he's the one who told Matt to marry this girl, and yeah. blah blah blah. And, and everyone's just about like, it. "What the fuck?" You can blame happening? me. And then and then he's like, he's like, "Where's the people? Like, are we the only ones? Like, thanks, whatever." It's like just you're like making you're like digging your hole deeper and deeper dude just like go just Just go dance with jane lynch (laughs) seriously and then like one by one everyone starts like leaving the table because they're all because the rest of the camdens are all sitting at that head table or whatever Mm -hmm. so like like simon leaves because he's pissed at robbie um ruthie leaves because she's pissed at robbie (laughs) and then eric leaves because he's just pissed and so like and then annie's just sitting there with the twins and happy and is like okay like this is the party i planned way to go like it's pretty sad (laughs) especially all that food i know what a waste of all that delicious kosher food (laughs) that she had catered um I feel like that's it for this episode, really. Oh, no, we didn't talk about the most important part, which is that fucking Ben and Kevin decide to get on a plane and come to Gleno. Yeah, we got to go get our girls. Those You're nuts. nuts. Those nuts we decided to love or whatever. Because Ben's sitting in the airport, like, like you know, drinking a Coke or whatever, like nursing his wounds. And Kevin shows up and he's like, what, like, what happened? And Ben's like, I don't know, man, that girl's crazy. And he's like, well, mine's crazy, too. And and then Ben's like, I'm just going to get on a plane and go. And he's like, and he's like, well, make it to make it two tickets. I'll request a leave or whatever yeah. right now. And then when they get to Glen Oak, Kevin tells Ben that he not only requested a day off, he requested a transfer to Glen Oak. Yeah. So he's like, you know, he's he's in it to win it as far as he's concerned. And Ben's just like, whoa, bro. Whoa, that's a commitment. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that with Mary. Well, and I mean, he apparently he is because he fucking proposed. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that happens in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just looking through my notes. I don't see any last minute things. Okay. So let's rate it. Two thumbs down. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go one thumb up, one thumb down on this one. I'll allow it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) But watch yourself, counselor. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was just, I don't know, man. It was a typical part one. You know what I mean? Like, Like setting up all the dominoes one by one and just like you just know they're just going to knock them all down by part two or in part two or whatever. And it's like... But they threw in so much crap that did not need to be thrown in. Like this whole dug of it all. Yeah. And like Julie's having the baby and we lost grandpa. It's like none of this matters right now. Like like stick to the shit that matters. Stick to Rabbi, I mean Richard and Eric hating each other. Yeah. Stick to the conversion. Stick to Simon and Robbie's tiff over who's the best man. Stick to what the fuck Ruthie's deal is, you know, with um with Robbie stick to the Ben, Mary, Lucy, Kevin rectangle love story, whatever. 
But it's like, we don't need any other extra shit to be thrown into an already dense fucking episode. Yeah, you know, the show just likes to throw a little... It really does. It can't help itself. It's like, what else can we do with the 42 minutes we have? I lost your father. (laughs) (laughs) And then poor Annie can't even, like, take the time to be like, what the fuck? She's She's like... Okay, I guess I'll see you when I see you. <laughs> like, just like I have a kosher dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crazy. Um, okay, did we do it? Any stray observations? I'm trying to think. No. Yeah, I don't have any either. No. Yeah, we're good. Okay, so don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places or send us an email at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com also we've launched a patreon so you can head on over to patreon.com slash for heaven's sake pod to see what that's all about and become a heaven head and until next time where we cover the finale the finale (laughs) bye bye